Hi everyone, I'm Madeline Park, stylist and vintage fashion hound. I believe everything has a story, whether it be clothes or the people that wear them. As we're forced to sit still, I want to travel through the stories of people in other places and explore how they're stepping out with a renewed sense of style. So this is Style Stories Stepping Out, a series which continues to share stories of creative people with a strong sense of style, but from places that we'd love to see and where we'd rather be. Today, I'm chatting with Diana Chan, accountant turned chef who became an Australian household name when she won MasterChef in 2017. Hailing from Malaysia, Diana turned her hand to food when she moved to Melbourne, but it's both these multicultural melting pots that have informed her style which is never ugly and always delicious. Today, she continues to excite us by drawing creativity from her travels and always bringing a visual feast to the table, whether it be in her food, her table finery or her fashion. But it's her demand for good quality and her classic good taste that define her, ensuring Diana's story is one to be celebrated and is always served with style. I hope you can sit back, relax, and enjoy listening to Diana's story. Okay. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm well, thank you. I'm well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> oh, thank you for lighting up my day and, um, you know, uh, giving a bit of inspiration to the end of an otherwise tricky week. <laughs> um, oh, no. Uh, are Jay- you based in Melbourne as well? No, I'm Are based you based in, in Melbourne? So, okay. No, Sydney. So we're all in this yeah. together. <laughs> we're all in this together. You guys are a little bit more well versed at lockdowns than we are, um, but uh, I'm yeah. sure it's 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 not that much fun <laughs> no matter where you are. Uh, yeah. How, how's your How's your week been? Has it been all right? Um, yeah, no, week's been fine. Like you know, um, you can you can only do so much at home, um, and and I think I think what's kind of good in terms of like where we are in Melbourne, and, and because we've gone through this before, it's um, it's not new. So like when we go into lockdown, it's like oh okay, cool, we know what to do. Um, things go back to normal. Um, yada yada yada. This is you know like these are the jobs that you do or these are the jobs that you expect to get that will come in. Um, so it's, it's, it's yeah. all about just being a little bit more flexible. Um, yeah. But I think I find like, I find like this one though, I'm a bit less um, motivated to, especially like exercise. I just yeah. feel like, I don't know. It's like, t- like, th- like today's the first day I put makeup on for the whole, whole two weeks. <laughs> Yeah, I as as the same for me. Um, in fact, it's probably the first time I put a bra on all week. To be honest, yes. <laughs> I know it feels weird. It feels weird. Yes, but I, I last year when we went into lockdown, I did a series of um called Style at Home, which kind of really focused on what we were wearing at home because everything was so novel. And I think we've all talked about loungewear and you know the impacts of that. But one of the kind of key things was that I do think that when you're you don't put clothes on that make you feel good, then it it does yeah. shift your frame of mind in terms of motivation and energy. So. Well, Mads, I've been trying to wear, um, I've been wearing active wear every day and I'm still yeah. not active. I don't know how, <laughs> um, but 
<laughs> and I can see that in the corner, the weights are just staring at me, but um, yeah. you know, I still haven't touched them. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I totally agree. It, it's kind of like, it gives you a sense of purpose. Like, you know, you kind of feel like, oh, okay. Like, I'm, you know, I look good. Like, um, you know, yeah. like I'm ready to tackle today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's um let's talk away from lockdowns for the minute. I'll get back into that. Um, I want to start with uh, your Malaysian upbringing because I know that when you talk about food, you often reference your parents as the first sight of you kind of being inspired by food. Yeah, so I grew up in Malaysia until I was, I moved to Australia when I was 18. Um, so practically, you know, I've lived you know, I pretty much lived there for most of my life. And, um, you know, growing up in, it's, it's, it's great because, you know, there's, it's so multicultural, um, you know, food, food, I think is the main event there. Um, you know, know, that's our, that's our eating is like the national competition, I think, um, sports, um, you know, I think we do, we do it very well. Um, and I, I think at the end of the day, like, you know, just coming from that sort of upbringing and where food is always the center of attention on the table. And um, I've sort of, you know, I'm very grateful for that in terms of, you know, having that sort of upbringing where, um, you know, I was so exposed to lots of different kinds of food and cuisine and, and, uh, and then moving over to Australia and having that different side of, you know, just experiencing different cultures. Um, I really can't complain because I've had the best of both worlds being both in Malaysia and then moving here at such a young age. And in terms of you said that Malaysia's food was quite multicultural. What what kind of influences? Yeah. yeah, What kind of influences um, did you have there? So you you have um, you know you have the local Malays, um, which is you know like it, ca- it came from like the indigenous um, Malays that were originally originally there. So similar to like you know what you get the Aborigines here. So they're called Orang Asli, um, yeah. and so they were you know they're more like island people, and so they were the ones that were originally there. And then you had the um, in you had the Chinese traders so all along the Straits of Malacca. So you've got Penang, Malacca and Singapore. Those were the three main ports that sort of transported spices and, you know, gold and, um, you know, even silk. So that was the route that they would take. And that was the main yeah. ports in Asia where they would then distribute all the, um, you know, all the, all the all the spices that they had. And so then came that, you know, that sort of Chinese. And then the Indians came along and brought their own different um, spices and everything. And so then they started to intermarry with the locals. And that's how you kind of had this, have this melting pot of different, um, you know, different cultures. Um, you mm-hmm. have like Chinese, Malays and Indians um, as the three predominant ones. And then you have the ones that intermarry into the local culture. So I guess because of that, um, you know, when, when we, when we talk about like, oh, understanding Indian food, it's not just, you know, people in India that know um, Indian food. It, it, in in essence, Southeast Asia as a whole has a very broad understanding of a lot of different cuisines that sort of take that route when they, you know, sort of um, have these trades that they do um, because it's sort of like Asia is kind of like a hub. And, you know, if you look at where it is strategically and Geographically, it's quite a it's quite a strategic position to be in. So it's sort of used as um, 
you know, sort of like a hub where people would, where traders would pass by. And that's how the culture kind of um, begins. And, and that's how you have like all these mix, um, different, different cultures. Yeah. It, well, it sounds really colourful. Um, yeah. Did how did that that positioning, you know, that strategic positioning, affect the um, the textile and fashion industry? Where, where, um, from where yeah. you're from? Yeah, I mean, look, I think you know, if you if you think about, you know, especially like look at the Indian culture and how they have their saris and mm. um, you know, oh, they have like the Punjabi suits and 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 India in itself is so big and so vast, like you, you just travel a few miles and like the food changes um mm. and there are different regions I, i'm not sure if you've been to india yourself but like there's no, different re- yeah and there's different regions of um where the food is so distinct and so different and there's areas where they're completely like vegetarian and then there's completely um vegan or uh, there's another cuisine called jane or jain or something uh, where they can't eat anything I think it's they can't eat anything above ground. So they can only eat anything below ground or one or the other. Right. Yeah. Right. So there's, you know, so they, they, India itself is, is just this sort of like, you know, this vast, so vast in terms of culture, in terms of food. Um, and with that, they, they, they also have like different sort of, you know, their, their clothing is very colorful as, as is their their food um and so with that they they you know they come come down to you know the southeast asian region um you know malaysia indonesia uh, thailand and they sort of bring that culture with them and and then you have of of course like you know the the chinese that you know would bring the silk uh, that that came in and then comes a different whole new culture um and you intermarry with the locals and um and even even um, even um, when when you have like in 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 Indonesia like batik for example, um, mm-hmm. you know that that also kind of influenced like Malaysia in terms so of it, like in in terms of style, in terms of style, in terms of like the fashion, and in terms of like just what they wear and like you know the colors and all all sorts of different um, yeah different different different. I think it's like just different outfits <laughs> yeah so you're, you're obviously a very stylish lady who loves clothes <laughs> um thank you <laughs> yeah what was your experience of that growing up like were you did you buy fabrics locally and get things made or you, did you have a close proximity to Singapore in which you go and buy international clothes like what was your kind of exposure yeah yeah um i would i would like to say i i I would i would love to say i'm traditional but i'm not really when it comes to clothing um Mm. because um yeah i i so i grew up in the south of malaysia johor Bahru, and so across the border which is literally a stone's throw away is singapore so Mm. i used to go to singapore on outings with my girlfriend, um, you know, in high school, and we would go over um, once a week. And it, back then, the Singapore dollar was 
almost the same, if not just a little bit more than uh, the Malaysian ringgit. So right. it was really affordable to go across. And because Singapore was, as I said, like one of the biggest hubs in terms of, you know, people coming in from Europe um, and then anywhere from Hong Kong and Australia. So it's, it's Singapore is like this, this hub where uh, a lot of travelers sort of pass by. So they yeah. are very advanced in terms of, um, in terms of their their fashion, they're quite fashion forward. Um, so yeah, we would always go go across the border and do lots of shopping. Um, and you know, luckily back then the the the, the exchange rate wasn't so bad. Yeah, <laughs> so that was your experience of shopping as a teenage girl, kind of going and getting those international oh, yeah. Yeah. labels and. Yeah, um, you know, we, we were just lucky, um, lucky to be exposed to that. But um, yeah, I know my mum would always, you know, she'd have, she'd have like her traditional outfits, which you know we would probably wear once a year. Um, yeah. Over like Chinese New Year, for example, um, you know, that's when we'll probably pull out that and dust it off, and then, get, <laughs> and then put, put it on for like put it on for a few days, and and then goes back in the cupboard until you see it next year. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you moved to Melbourne when you were like a uni student age, right? So you, you yeah. came to Melbourne for university. You, yeah. You've said um, that when you moved to Melbourne, that kind of incited your real love for cooking and food. Was that because you were kind of on your own, like away from home and you had to fend for yourself? Or was there something about the Melbourne culture and the food culture in Melbourne that really kind of brought that along for you? I think a bit of both. Um, to be honest, when I moved over here, I, you know, I, I guess eating out is expensive as, as a uni student. Um, you know, hell, eating out now is expensive. Like if you go out, I find like my alcohol bill always outweighs my food bill. Um, yeah. But you know, you have different needs and wants when you you grow older. But anyway, so moving here, I was, you know, would go out and I was just never fully satisfied with what you get at certain restaurants that I could afford to go. Because, um, right. you know, I couldn't afford the lavish uh, lavish meals and stuff like mm. that. And, and you know, because we were so spoiled as kids and, like, we had, like, you know, you know when your parents pay for everything and you get, like, the best produce and everything else and, you know, you never think about that. And then when you m- move out and you live on your own and you start, start to you know you, you go and get like the the cheapest mints that you can get or like you know things that are going off in the Egypt so you know that's kind of where I sort of you know I said look I really need to start cooking if I really mm-hmm. want to have good food um and it's not that I didn't know how to cook I really knew how to cook it's just that I never never did it because it was just so you know you're just spoiled when you're living at home um yeah so I kind of like you know, I was like, okay, I just got to give this a crack. And I, I remember it. Like, I remember when I first, like, started cooking, like, mince and I was, like, grossed out by, like, the blood that was on it. I used to rinse it. It was so stupid, right? Like, just things like that. Um, the thing you learn is, as you go and, 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 and the markets here, I think Australia has, you know, the best produce um, in the world, hands down. Mm. We are so blessed with what we have here. Um, and I went to... You know, I, the first market I went to was Camberwell Market, and uh, and I was so blown away because everything was so fresh and beautiful. And um, I was like, oh, I was so inspired. I think when I when I first went, and I just sort of thought to myself, I need to I need to give this a good hot crack. Yeah, 
Um, and, and, and you did. And I did. Yeah. And like, you know, that's kind of like where it all started. Like, you know, I was like, I already know how to cook, so I should just make the most of it. Um, now that there's, you know, just so much available, um, and it's so easy and so easy to just, uh, to just go to the market here and, and find stuff and get inspired. And so you, you kind of started off by saying that you felt like when you came to Melbourne, it was multicultural in a whole different way for you. How did that influence um, how you kind of learnt to cook? Um, so, yeah, coming to Melbourne, I guess, you know, not just Melbourne, I think, you know, even in, in like Sydney, it, you know, I, I went to Darwin like two years ago and um, I could not believe how crazy they were about laksas. Um, <laughs> they have laksa, then a Malaysian would have laksa. They have laksa oh, really? for breakfast, lunch and dinner. Oh, oh my gosh, like everywhere. They're all cra- they're crazy about laksa. I had no idea. So it got something like, to do with the temperature and the climate being similar? Yeah. And, and also there's a lot of Malaysian migrants. Um, right that live in Darwin. Um, okay. But it's like, it's on another level. They, they, they've just taken it to another level. Like we, we love our laksas, don't get me wrong, but I wouldn't have it for breakfast, lunch and dinner, but they certainly would. And they would go to a pub and like how we would get a palmer, they yeah. would actually order a laksa. So yeah. I was quite blown away by it. So, you know, not just, not just Melbourne, um, per se, uh, I think the whole of Australia is so multicultural in terms of the food, especially Asian food, Asian food. Um, and, and it's, it's purely because of where we are geographically so close to Asia and we get, you know, we get, we have similar climates up North, um, tropical climates where you can grow the same produce. Um, mm. and, and we're very lucky in that sense because you know it's it's just it's it's amazing that you can find um, food as good as you would back in Asia, yeah, right here, yeah, in, in front of you, uh, yeah, right at your doorstep. And so, in terms of moving to Australia, you, you said you've obviously had like this kind of international exposure to fashion, uh, you know, with your your travels to Singapore. Um, did moving to Australia impact like how you kind of viewed fashion or style within yourself? Yeah, definitely. Well, moving from a tropical country to, you know, like to, to Melbourne, especially where there's like four seasons in a day. (laughs) Yeah. I think you learn pretty quickly to like, you know, improvise and have layers. So I think that's where it's sort of like, you know, I like now, you know, you're cold, you have, you know, one layer and then you have a jack, you know, you have your, your, your top and then you have a, a smaller cardigan under and then you have your, your coat or your jacket and then you have a scarf and then you have a beanie. So it's like yeah. you kind of, you, you actually learn to, um, to layer up pretty well. Um, yeah. and, and I, and that's definitely influenced, um, you know, the way, the way I, I dress. And I think we have some great local designers here in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, which are also on the international standards um, and, you know, it's, it's, you know, recognised worldwide. And I think uh, we we ought to um, celebrate and, and buy local brands and support local brands. Yeah. Well, you certainly um, have an art to it and, and uh, yeah, oh definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, too in, kind. 
Yeah. Uh, um, uh, moving on, one of the things that uh, you you talk about and that you celebrate is street food. Um, and street food and soul food kind of known for their um, what's kind of become a, a, like a, a catchphrase of being ugly delicious. Yeah, but your your style is so elegant and poised. <laughs> how, do you, how do you reconcile um, your like your very pristine style to the the to the joy and the ugly delicious? Well, that's just food styling. <laughs> well, so half the just, time I just eat it off the walk. Like when I'm yeah. cooking, I'm always tasting. Um, yeah. No, I, I think I think for me, um, my I think it's sort of something I've always grown up with. My mum is very big on like not not food styling per se, but she's always like garnishing her dishes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's so weird because she's just always like, oh, put a little sprig of coriander here or like, uh, uh, you know, some some lime wedges. And so I don't know. I think it's maybe because of her that I sort of like look at food um, with not just palate, but also with my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, like, you know, I'm, I'm very renowned for this and my, my everyone like teases me every time like I put food on the table. I'm like, nope camera eats first like so I always take a photo of it and like by the time we eat it it's always cold it's and everyone's just like oh here she goes again um but no I I do take pride in like whatever I put up on the table whether it's like um you know whether it's a a midweek dinner on a Tuesday night or Wednesday night or whether it's a you know a a a feast that I, I cook up for 10 friends that come over um you know I I always take pride in that and I believe that um, you definitely eat with your eyes as much as you do with your tummy. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, well, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure it's a feast either way. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Sorry, what were you going to say? No, I was just saying like absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's it's always it's eating eating. I find is always an occasion. Um, yeah. I, I love. I, I just. I love entertaining. <laughs> yeah. And do you, do you love, I imagine you love getting, you know, you obviously love dressing the food. Um, in terms of the entertainment and the celebration, how far does it go? Like I imagine you've got a beautiful oh. table and, and, and that you're, 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 you're dressed for the event. Am I right? Well, it, it goes as far as I have literally, you know, I, I always like set the table. I've got different sets of plates as well. It's so ridiculous. I wish I could show you everything, but um <laughs> No, it goes as far as like, even like to last year, I was like, you know what? I do this so much. I spend so much money on homewares. I buy so many things. I'm literally going to create my own, So, I, which I have. I've been working on it. So I've created my own um, like napkin and table runners and, and, and I'm, I, will, I will eventually, you know, by next month or so, I, I'm sort of like getting all the back end going and, you know, I've produced it. Um but yeah, like I, I love styling the table. I think that comes with, you know, the, the, that's the, the, the best part of it. Um, you know, I've always got flowers in the house. Like you can see my flowers there and my flowers on the table. I've always got flowers everywhere. Um, <laughs> I'm a crazy flower lady. Um, but no, I, I love, like, I just love making things look pretty. <laughs> yeah. Including yourself. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when does it start yeah. and stop? Like, do, do you, when you are entertaining, you obviously, um, do, do you get dressed to kind of match your, your <laughs> yeah, table setting? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would generally, um, I would generally dress the table up to, to, to what I'm serving that night. Um, but I also have playlist. <laughs> right. So I think I also, no, I, I, I actually honestly think that eating is not just about the food. It is of course about the food. Like the food has to be good. Like that's a given. That's a tick. You know, you have to have you have to have good food. So it's a celebration and it's a, a celebration of, you know, a few things. Like it's a celebration of getting people together. Um you know, people that you may have not seen in a while, or you just catch up with you. And there's always different nights. And, and I think it's, it's, it's all about, you know, having, um, you want people to come into the house feeling welcome. Like mm-hmm. you need to like give them a glass of wine as soon as they enter the door, um, make sure that, you know, the glasses are filled up every time it, you know, as soon as it goes down to two sips you have to fill it up and you got to make sure that there's ambiance the lighting the music the food everything kind of has to um, match and I think that's where um, I would say I I I do that very well and I I love and purely it's because I I love doing it (laughs) that um that I I take a lot of pride in like hosting dinner parties and does that that kind of joy of celebrating and like making everyone feel welcome is that your household is that like how you grew up that that kind of is yeah that part of your oh cel- my god like, yeah I used and I used to hate it like I used to hate it when my <laughs> mom would be like you know she'd have different guests that come in and she'd be like the you know the good ones would be like oh can you go take out the noritake and so I have to go <laughs> yeah. and like dig the cupboards and take out the set of noritake because they are the ones for the special guest and yeah. you have to and you have to polish the you have to polish the um the, the silver yeah. oh my god and I was like oh are you serious and I used to hate it but then now I understand like now you know now I, I understand like as I'm as an, I'm an adult, I understand like why we did that. And because it's an occasion. Um, and I appreciate that because if, if I hadn't learned that when I was a kid, I probably wouldn't do it now. Um, yeah. and it's just, you know, it's just, it's just a, it's just in me that I, I, I know these things. Like I look at a table and I go, ah, oh, there, missing that, missing that. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You know? And and it's purely because um, it's purely because of my mother, really. <laughs> yeah, you you've been known to be the flatmate of Khan Hong. Are you guys yes. still? Do you still live together? No, he's actually um he's actually actually in the midst of moving out at the moment. So yeah. Oh, is he? He's, uh, okay. Yeah, he's like we were packing up the kitchen earlier, and it's just. Oh. Uh, <laughs> It was it was quite hilarious actually. <laughs> so so you guys have locked down together. Um oh, yeah. but I I imagine your relationship is is like a brother and sister relationship, but also quite hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but he's one fashionable guy, right? Like Yeah, and, he is. So how do you guys impact each other's fashion choices? We're both very different in terms of I think in terms of personalities and dress sense, but yeah. not saying that he's not like, he's very fashionable. I, I think I'm more of a classic that would, that would probably 
I don't know. I I I like I like um, things that you know will last for a very long time. So every time I buy something, it's be like, okay, we'll like wear it in. I mean, I've got clothes that I've had like for like fifteen years old, and I still wear it. You know. Yeah. So I like. Yeah, I like investment pieces, which are, you know, things that I'll have. And of course, like, you know, I'll buy disposable fashion, you know, every so often. But um, yeah, I think I think that's where we're quite different um, because he's very fashionable, but um, his his style is very current. Yeah. Um, Whereas I'm a more classic kind of person. Yeah. But do do you guys... Do you check each other walking out the door? Like, oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> he'd, he'd be like, oh, babe, what's that? <laughs> I'm like, what are you wearing? hundred <laughs> percent, always, all the time. We're like giving each other like pointers on like, but then that's where we kind of like have our differences because I'm like, why are you wearing that? <laughs> like, because, <laughs> you know, because he'll, he'll buy things that I just, I just don't understand. But, you know, but that's what makes us unique because we're both, we're very, we're, everyone's different in in style and and just individually um and do you do you come together in different directions in the kitchen as well um we're pretty good in terms of that like we have a very good understanding in terms of like cooking together um you know it'll be like you know one night i'll cook one night he'll cook or sometimes it'll be like oh we can't be bothered just rate the fridge and then we'll just cook up everything that we find yeah um yeah so we're very very good like very good with like the kitchen and everything um yeah i think yeah food food wise we we agree a lot on um and it's not there's not a lot of things we don't we don't um agree on in in the household which is good uh which is yeah. which has been a joy to live with and and you know it's a yeah you know this i mean obviously there's we have different personalities and there's things that we disagree on but on the overall uh overall like on the surface level where we you know when whether it's eating or you know whether we have like you know our friends that come over and we're all just you know we all get along so that's all you can ask for really yeah it's he's not he's not he's not going to be my future husband that's for sure but (laughs) (laughs) but you know as housemates uh you know, I think it's as good as it gets, really. Like you get, you 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 can't ask for, you know, you can't have a in a housemate that you enjoy. When you have a someone that you live with that that particularly like enjoys the same things that you do, um, I think it makes it very easy and very enjoyable. So is he one to to entertain and celebrate as well? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he does it. He does it. He, he does it pretty often. Probably not as often as me, but we yeah. kind of do it together sometimes. Um, you know, when we have sim, sim, similar friends, um, you know, and and I'll be like, okay, you do the cooking. I'll just put the table together. Or, yeah. Um, yeah, I think he's also learned a lot from me in terms of that. In terms of like coming together and because uh, you know I'm a bit older than him um so yeah when I when I moved in with him I was like okay this is it you know I was a bit more old school old school of thought kind of thing um but I think he appreciated that yeah well yeah. it uh, your dinner parties would be certainly be something that I would love to go to um, oh my gosh <laughs> you, you, you you have to experience it one day <laughs> I would love to uh in terms of things that you're looking forward to uh you know obviously you love you love to celebrate and entertain what what are as as we kind of come out of lockdown what are you really hoping to do what are you really looking forward to 
Um, well, I would like to get vaccinated and I would like to travel. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I, I did a lot of, you know, like with work and uh, given what I, I, you know, I was doing pre-COVID, it was so, I, I really missed that. Um, I really missed the whole, you know, being able to go back to Malaysia four times a year Um and see my parents who are still there um, and then just being able to just travel and explore. And I think what kind of like, you know, gets me creative is when I explore and it's not even like, I don't even have to go far. Like I just want to be able to, um, you know, just go and explore without having and I'm sure everyone's the same, like, you know, no stresses of whether you get locked down or you can't come home or you can't come back. You you know, literally now if you travel, you have to plan for like two months to make sure that you clear the diary or or you have um, contingencies in place. Yeah. You know, because yeah, well, even if you go, even if you're going away for a week, like a week, you got to make sure that you have the following week potentially free because <laughs> you, just, you know what I mean? Like you get, you, never you might like, you, you, you might go to Tassie and then like, Oh, suddenly the border's shut to, uh, to, 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 to Tassie. And then like, what happens then? Like, I mean, the borders were never shut to Tassie, but you know, <laughs> um, that's the so, sort of thing. So Malaysia is the first place you'd go. A hundred percent. Yeah. Well, my, my yeah. mom and dad are there. Um, and my brother. So I, I would definitely, um, I have to see family and then and then yes um you know that i was yeah i was going to i was i was in india twice in 2019 um and then because you know master is pretty big in in india and um you know it's good like hosting events there and it was so much fun and traveling through india um but also um yeah like everywhere europe i i'd, I'd love to do there's talks about there's talks about potentially going to Dubai um, in February. So hopefully that, uh, in January. So hopefully that happens. Yeah. Um, but we'll see, right? Like it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's such an uncertain world. And for now, just enjoy what we have in front of us, I guess. Yeah. Is, is there, a, is there an outfit that you're busting to wear that you haven't oh, had oh an my, opportunity to? Oh my God. I have so many outfits that I bought through COVID. It's so funny. Um, no, but like, there's also, I have, so I had this ball that I was meant to go to. Um, and then Melbourne went into lockdown. So I didn't know, cause I bought one from Zimmerman and then I bought another one online on matches. And yeah. then, um, I accidentally went to this Dior sales event. So I bought another <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> accidentally. Um, but it was like it was ridiculous. Like it was it was too good to not get one. And 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 so now I have three ball gowns, which I um have no event to go to. <laughs> but yes, so I would um yeah, I'm definitely busting. I would love to wear all my, you know, like um you know like uh bathers and all that sort of stuff. But I'm probably not in the best shape right now, so I can wait for that. And I probably need a tan as well. So let's just wait. Let's just give me another six months and then we'll cross that bridge. But for now, I, like, you know. 
I, I feel like as we come out of lockdown, it is a bit like putting our swimmers on after winter, you know, like you, you, you're dying to do it. You're dying for the heat and, and um, just to kind of feel that freedom. As soon as you get yeah. there, that first time you're like, oh, I feel a little exposed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I need to edge into it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like last year when we were in lockdown and then the, um, uh, it was like, you know, I, because we had it here for so long in Melbourne, um, it was it was actually ridiculous. And I wore my heels to go to the bank. <laughs> like my, my boyfriend, he was like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "If I don't wear this now, it's been twelve weeks that I've not put heels on. I won't be able to walk in heels. So I'm gonna I'm gonna wear my little Chanel pumps because they're quite low." but I, I just need to get used to it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so off I went to the bank with my heels and I was all done up. And he's, he's like, you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, Diana, thank you for joining me today. And I hope you have a lovely weekend. Um, I hope you put your Chanel heels on and, and I will, get uh, to step out of your house. I might just go do that now and take the bins out. Why not? <laughs> I love it. Take a photo. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Um, My pleasure. Uh, if you like Style Stories but are looking for a little more connection, please come and join Style Stories The Circle, a Facebook group I've created to provide a community-minded space where you can discuss the latest episodes, get social, and share your style and your stories.